2: One of the hardest working guys in this division. Derek Brunson, ladies
3: and gentlemen. Uh, we have two guests today. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Derek Brunson, of course, uh, an amazing win over Ian Hynish, uh on Saturday night. And we have Derek and we also have Robbie Fox from Barstool
1: Sports. So I was waiting for two announcements yeah. or two things. That's great, right? But, I was waiting too. But I wait for you to talk. I let you lead the dance and I'm just a nice dance partner for you.
3: I don't you mind, mind you me? leading it. I mean, no, in real life, no, that's no. how it would be anyway. What's that? In real life, that's how it would be. I would lead the dance? Of course. Oh. Me and you, you would lead the dance. I would just follow. I'd stand <laughs> on your
1: fucking toes like you're Abe Vigoda in The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you'd be just like bouncing around me like the little dog by the little stocky dog. But, but I'm not too big, though. I'm wide. Yeah, stocky. You'd be like the little dog. I'm like, hey, 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 Max. What's his name? Spot. Let's forget all this. Yeah, let's move along. It's not... <laughs> Jimmy, what fucking fights, Jimmy? We have an announcement first. What? What? You're right. I want to talk about the fights. I do too. The fights were f- the fight card was the best fucking fight card from top to bottom. From up. top to bottom, everybody fucking delivered. I'm gonna slow down with the cursing. Yeah, that's okay. I'm excited. get excited. I understand. I, everybody, your, your excitement is contagious. Ev- oh, Jimmy! Everybody, everybody delivered. Yeah. Everybody showed up. The fights on paper were you like, th- you know, all right. Th- this should be fireworks. It was fireworks. It All right, was. but go ahead. You want to talk about something first?
3: No, it was just the announcement that they, uh, you know, the UFC, Yoani and Yonjechik is fighting Michelle Waterson. It's UFC Fight Night, October the twelfth in Tampa. Now we ooh, don't, we ooh, normally don't get to announce fights on this program, so we get to finally announce a couple of fights that are yet to be announced.
1: So, so I wanted to do them at the top of the show. So wait, the karate fight? The karate hottie yep. is fighting Yawani uh, Yonjechik. That's already That's, been announced. That's not the announcement. I was about to say. I heard that. Yeah. So I wasn't too. I was like, all right, I was gonna pretend like I heard her first. I heard it first here. Uh, <laughs> but oh, that's not what we're announcing. No, but that's a great fight. Uh the two fights: Eric Anders
3: versus Gerald Mearshart.
1: What a great fight that is! I'm a big Eric Anders fan. Yep, both
3: of those guys had lost two out of three. They're both coming off a win. Uh, oh they, yeah, but they were both down. Uh, both had dropped two fights, and that's a very interesting match. Eric
1: Anders made quick work in his last fight. That was that was beautiful. Yeah, he, he looked was... like a beast.
3: Uh, let me, uh, here's the next fight: Max Griffin against Alex Morona. Uh, That is a welterweight fight, and that is October the 12th.
1: In Tampa, that's another great fight. I was rolling with my black belt, Jay Gersh, today. Dude, I'm, I swear to God, thank God I could roll. Or so mm-hmm. i go nuts. I can't do any running. I can't do any... My, knee, my knee's fucking killing me. I got a cyst the size of my buddy Drago's head. He's a big head. Yes, he does. On the back of my fucking head. That'd be a terrible knee. reference if he had a small head. It wouldn't make sense. Yeah. If I said, I, if I said like, your head, I would have a cyst the size of your head, they'd be like, ah, big deal. Pop it. So or if you should have a cyst so zist- 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 the size of Godzilla's head. You'd be like, what, that fucking pinhead? <laughs> he is a pinhead. He is <laughs> stinks. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Godzilla stinks. Fucking heads like this. I like when you say something stinks. It does you know? But what was I getting
3: at? We have two gr- so two great fights mm. on the UFC Fight Night mm. card, uh, which just makes that card even even better. The UFC does nothing but put on great cards, uh, and Yancey Chick Michelle Waterson is the main event, of course. I'm excited. Uh, I love Jimmy. watching
1: Eric Anders fight. Well, I don't. I think a lot of people would agree with you. Yeah,
3: I think so too.
1: Are we going to talk about the fights? Uh, well, I mean,
3: Derek. Who's calling in first? Derek. Uh, I think uh, Robbie is calling in first from uh, Barstool. And then uh, Brunson's calling it after. I guess he's traveling.
1: Man, Derek, I thought Derek Ford really, um, just really smart. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? He knew when to put, um, when to um, spend some energy, when not to, when to reserve, when to hold back, when not to just put everything at the finishing a takedown. Yeah. When he was in deep on it, and um, man, he just was. I thought throughout the whole fight, he was just. It's it's he just fought. Just super smart, man. It just, his, the fight IQ, all his wars, the wins, the losses. It pays off in the long run. I mean, he just really, I was impressed with how he fought, how smart he fought. Especially after getting—he get
3: the head kick in the beginning, I get a leg kick, and then a head kick, he goes down, and then he immediately picks him up, and Heinisch has got, I mean, we'll ask Derek about this, the balance on that guy, he was really, really difficult to put down. I mean, I think at one point, he kind of, he pushed him across the cage on one leg. Yeah. I love
1: when guys do that, when they just hop backwards on one leg. Man, it's exhausting, but if he put everything he could, it's almost like just putting everything into like a knockout, where you get, oh, and then the guy survives, it's horrible if you do that for a takedown and then the guy gets back up, or if you don't get the takedown. Oh, what a shot to your fucking endurance! Yeah, so. I, I believe Brunson learned that from his learned from the past like when like he maybe he tried to force a takedown it didn't work out for him versus uh, Style Bender, you know. I just love his nickname. I do too. Israel. I do too. I love that shit.
3: Um and he's coming off t- he's got two wins now uh Lies the- uh, Theodoro who uh, looked like he was going to be very tough to beat and uh, and Heinish both decisions and that's coming off like two knockout losses. Uh he had lost to Israel and he had lost to uh Jacare uh a head kick and knees and punches
1: from uh, Adesanya. Yeah, I mean well, he showed up. He showed up Saturday night versus a very, very tough opponent. So I'm happy we're talking to him. I, I am like. Too. We talked to him a few times. I like talking to Derek. And we're gonna talk to uh, to, to Robbie, uh,
3: of course, from from Barstool about yeah the fights. Uh, he interviewed Stipe right before the fight. I'm interested to what type of a, a vibe he got from Stipe because I did not hear the interview. Um, and I know you and I both had me just picked to win by decision, and it wasn't going that way. We both we are both terrible at picking oh. fights because literally, even though he did win, we both had it a hundred percent wrong on how that fight was going to go.
1: Well, DC was on, and he was landing a lot, a but, lot, and and I felt like Bay was sticking around a little, like not that his reflexes are, are aren't great or anything, but. Like he was there to get hit. He just and looked he was slower. getting hit. Yeah. So I'm like, man, it's a matter. I mean, this, and he was taking them and eating them. So I'm like, this ain't good. I mean, this ain't, this is a matter of time before like one of these just like lands where they should. But I don't know, man, what an iron shin he has. And when he came out that fourth round and started dipping and doing that left of the body, oh. I was, I was, and he did it over and over. I would like to count how many times he did it. And then and then he then he started going upstairs and then when he did the one two right behind it, it was really just it was it was it was better than just something coming out of nowhere. It, it looked, it was really it was beautiful. It was so like we, I'm like man, look at him go. I go he's I go again again when I'm watching it, I'm like this is wild. I go I wonder if these are taken, uh, if they're if they're. Affecting? Or is it too late? DC I thought it might be too late. Round four to start with the body know, is it then, a little too late. But then I saw him go up once with a left hook from there. I go, oh, that's interesting. But DC is kind of like a little ball, and I don't mean that in a bad way because yeah. I'm kind of, I'm very similar. Where it's hard to really hit him because he even said DC that up until that point, like when he, he rolls with the punches and and he what they weren't really affecting him too much, and he was piecing him up. He was landing Fournier? on Cormier. He got something like the most strikes landed. Um, I don't. We can look this up, but it was something like the most they talked about in his post-fight press uh, speech, uh, when he was talking in the post- post-fight press conference, the most strikes landed in a losing fight or something like that. He he's was tied with Max Holloway or something like that. Oh, it's, it's right he there. Fought, when, recently when he fought Poirier or, or one of his older fights? I'm not sure, but I know he's tied with him or, or one or two or something like that.
3: That thing he does with Cormier, because he, he, he closes distance, because in the heavyweight division, he probably is very used to guys having reach on him. And yeah. that, that way he does it where he grabs hands and then throws the left. From grabbing hands, it's 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 very very fast, and it seems like nobody knows how to stop that. Him holding the gloves yeah. And it in your face and then just throwing well, a punch from there. You know what
1: happened with that is like with Sean Jones, he snaps those elbows over, so that's a problem. Yes, so I mean because so he, well, he has a, so much reach, yeah. Yeah, but um, it was with this fight, he was. I know what I found interesting. Um, his his game plan. What? Because somebody asked me, oh, why don't you think he uh? tried to take him down because he got him down and uh, he held him down. Yes, he did. So I thought, before I, I, heard, I saw him in the post-fight press conference, I thought that maybe because he had to work for that takedown he and he was doing better standing up, like he wanted to just like, keep it standing and why try to exert that much energy in case, you know what I'm saying? Like I thought maybe it took its toll in that sense. But it wasn't that at all. He said that he did not listen to his corner he prides himself in and yep. he's usually good at that yeah but he says that he feels he lets his coaches down that he let his coaches down that he did not um listen to them because that was the game plan was to out grapple him was to take him down and whatnot so that's interesting but i, love, I mean he did i'm sorry jimmy okay. he did say that he falls in love you kind of like fall yes. in love with seeing a guy's face get marked up yeah and stuff, which i thought was so honest he's right? very honest yeah very
3: honest and that's why people love him he said that you, you fall I was just gonna read the fact ah, that you remember funny. that you fall in love with a guy's face getting marked up, and it is funny that no matter what level you're on in, in life, UFC, just a kid in the street. There's something about punching a guy in the face, or there's something about watching a guy look like you're beating the shit out of him that has to feel better than wrestling yeah. if, if you're standing up and beating him. But by, here's what I would love to ask Cormier, because he was coming in with his arms down, and they said it didn't even look like he respected Stipe's uh, power, maybe because Stipe came in what, nine pounds lighter than the last fight. Maybe he wasn't throwing as hard. or maybe They were both lighter. They both were, yeah. But yeah. Cormier was coming in. His fucking arms were down. I'm like, why is he not defending himself? And then when he's getting hit in the body, why was he not... Defending that better, I, I, I'm wondering why he wasn't defending that better. Why he was allowing that hook to get dropped into mm. his side every time?
1: I remember he said that. Well, in the post, did you see that, any of the post fight? Uh, no. Okay, he did say that. I watched the. Fight he doesn't at six know in the why. Said <laughs> drove home. He. Um, it's so funny, Jimmy. I was going to call you last week because I actually felt bad. I was um, listening to the last episode. Sometimes I do that, you know. Sometimes uh, when I'm in my car alone i don't know and uh i heard it and you were so tired i felt bad it was towards okay. the end of the show and i got like a and i was all <laughs> caffeined up and i remember i'm like and i hear it in your voice i go oh this poor i go poor jimmy i go i'm annoying me i go fucking, i was too hyper i wasn't annoyed. And you, well you weren't annoyed no but you were because i know you fired <laughs> well you get a kick out of me jimmy you I don't you I like don't sleep i love you i, I felt awful no. i felt i'm like I go, this guy has to be tortured for this poor fucking Jimmy. I go, the guy has no sleep and I was I got like a second wind I was kind of nuts and it's, I felt bad. My
3: lack of sleep is my problem. Yeah, you're no. giving the podcast fans the energy. I just have sleep happening and I don't sleep. So when I'm really tired like that, it's basically it's tough shit for me. Um, n- nobody wants to hear it on a podcast yeah. that I'm tired. No one cares. Yeah. What fighters aren't tired? The, you think Thiago Santos wants to hear poor Jim's tuckered out. He didn't sleep. The guy fought John Jones four to five rounds with a fucking ripped knee. Hey. He doesn't want to hear that I'm tired. Hey, that's Boo! True. Who cares,
1: Jim? It's boring. The shit that Brunson had to overcome. Yep. See how I go right back to that. He was
3: great. Right back to the fights. <laughs> But I'm looking forward to talking to him too because I want to ask him how, well, who cares? I want to rehearse my questions. But, uh, you know, it, people say, well, he's like a gatekeeper. He doesn't want, you don't want to fall into that role. Uh, like, I think Michael Johnson was getting kind of pegged like that in, in the lightweight division as the gatekeeper. It's a respectable fighter that you have to get through to get your title shot or to, or to get into the higher ranked guys. We have Der- uh, Robbie now? Oh, oh, we'll call Robbie now. We're, we're going to try on Skype too. By the way, there's nothing worse on the planet than the did, Skype song. Did you ever get pegged? But did I ever get pegged? Many times. Oh, I'm times. sorry. We have a. Oh, we're talking very different. About... Hey, Robbie, how you doing? Hey, how are you? Good, buddy. This is our first. Can Can you see us? I, I can see you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you see Matt? Wait. Where no, is I he now? I can. Yes. Oh, what's up, okay, Robbie? Okay, this is a, a terrible system. What's we're going tr- on, guys? How are hey, you? Hey, buddy. Thanks for coming of in. Both of you. Thank oh, you, man. Thanks, buddy. We're We're trying this thing where
1: we can actually see our guests, and I already like it better. Oh, it's so much fun already, isn't it? If, if I wasn't an adult, I'd start going, hi, Robbie, if we were on air. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is Star Trek. We're, we're old, Jimmy. Yeah, we These really kids, are. they grew up with this shit. You know what I mean? I still get amazed. <laughs> how long now, <laughs> I'm Rob- a simple man, Robbie. I, I love Barstool
3: because I, I, love, I love the brand and I love what you guys do and the culture you embrace and the humor you guys embrace because you really, you say shit that most people are afraid to say and you post videos. <laughs> uh, so how did you hook up with Barstool?
0: I had been a fan of the site since I was like 12 years old, honestly. Like my cousins were big fans of Barstool, so they showed it to me probably way uh, earlier than they should have. And I started applying for an internship at Barstool when I was 13 years old. So years down the line, I got like responses from the guys being like, we can't hire a 14-year-old, we can't hire a 15-year-old. But when I was 18, I got an internship as like the golf guy. I know nothing about golf. I know (laughs) nothing about, it was like golf and politics, and I don't know anything about either. Uh, But I was really just trying to get my foot in the door to do the MMA stuff. Oh, you are? uh, Yeah, and as soon as I got to Barstool, it was October of 2016. um, February of 2017, I was full time doing MMA.
1: So you're the MMA guy there?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only one covering MMA.
1: How old are you now?
0: I just turned 21. I was gonna say you still get caught
1: in mother jumper. No, he's a young kid, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. 21. Do you do you train at all? Because I I get
3: mad at myself because I don't train. Because I'm around Matt, and we, you know, we've talked to Henzo and so many great fighters, and I'm a lazy lump of shit and I don't train. Do you train?
0: I wish I could say that I do. I've probably taken a dozen jujitsu classes in my oh, yeah. life, and I have a membership at Henzo's right yeah. over uh, in the city. I just never go. I never, ever go. Oh, I'm, that's encouraging. I'm good. Somebody else it. that
3: talks MMA that doesn't train either. Good. I'm not the only one. Yeah. He's, got, yeah. he's, got right.
1: good. he's got 12 more classes than you do, though. He certainly does. <laughs> well,
0: cuz he does. So you got my lemme- defense is good. I'm, I'm lanky, so it's, it's you know, tricky to submit me. You put me in a submission, I'll just, I'll just hang there yeah. for a while.
1: You live here yeah. in the city or you no? Know? I do, yeah. Oh,
0: all right. Wait, well, hey,
1: man, you let me know when you're going to go down there again. I'll, I'll meet you down there. We'll go over some stuff.
0: Dude, yeah. I would love to. Jimmy's
1: not taking me up on it, so I might as well help you. Obviously, oh,
0: maybe, maybe the three of us could go. It could be a group group session, a little mini class.
3: I know, but what happened is you and Matt would be there and be like, where's Jimmy? He's complaining he's tired again. He's home. No, you listen, it's
1: better if you go. That way you guys split the, the rate. Anyway, yeah. let's, go, let's go back to what we're
3: talking about, Jimmy. Hey, and, and you also, uh, you interviewed. Uh, by the way, they, Barstool, congratulations. They moved. I, I went to the new facility recently. They they were in this place. It was like it was like a fucking warehouse, and there was like 600 <laughs> people. And I'm like, how did they get anything done? Like I don't know. Like it, it looks so disorganized. There's obviously a method to it. Everybody's on computers and frantic, and you're sitting in a, a chair in the corner waiting for the show. They're fighting over studios. Now they have this gigantic, luxurious space. So you must love the upgrade.
0: Oh, my God. It was, I mean, especially for me, my desk was like right up against where our freight elevator was. So every time we got a delivery of anything, I would have to get up from my desk. I mean, we were living on top of each other. You saw it. It was disgusting. It looked like a frat house. It looked like what you would picture when you talk about barstool sports. Now we're in like a decent office. I mean, I'm in a room by myself right now, which I couldn't say about the last office because we didn't have enough room there for one person to be in a room alone.
3: Yeah. So now it, it actually looks a lot better. The studios are nicer. It, it's like a yeah. whole
0: complex that you guys have. It looks like a bit of a real company now.
3: Yeah. And that's what happens. Like all these crazy um, places that start crazy and they, they all become a little bit more and more corporate just because there's so much more money coming in now and you want it to work well. Uh, so you interviewed Stipe. Uh, you were at his house.
0: What did you do at his house? I was not at his house. He came to our office, actually. Oh, well, don't I feel like an asshole? I just... I <laughs> love it. Now, wait, did I you... I thought you went to his
1: house. Uh, did you have any...
0: But pres- oh, you went no? to Dana's house. You were the Dana's... Yes,
1: I went to,
3: I went oh, to Dana's
0: office. I, okay. I, I uh, took a tour of the UFC office with Dana White.
3: Okay, so I'm wrong on all counts. You went somewhere <laughs> one day. That's called glancing at the one sheet and not really <laughs> knowing what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry about it. I was going to ask... Hold on. You lived with Stepe. All right,
1: got <laughs> idiot I am. We were roommates in college. What now? You make do you make predictions before the fight? Did you have what was your what did you think was going to go down with A versus DC uh, this last weekend? Do you see it going like the way it went?
0: I honestly didn't. I thought that DC and Stipe would go like the first fight did. And I, I like Ooh, DC and Stipe wow. both. So I always feel weird talking about predictions because I like both of these guys. I'm sure you know that being oh, a dude. fighter. And I'm having the worst a with that. Trillion friends. So I try to not do predictions. But I actually said before this fight that I thought it would go the same way the first fight went. I thought DC would dominate. Um, I kind of bought into what he said, you know, about there's levels to this and he's levels above the rest. Other than, I guess, John Jones. Um, and I was stunned at Stipe's resilience and really, uh, especially what Daniel Cormier talked about, not following the game plan. I was stunned that he didn't go for more wrestling after in the first round, you know, he took Stipe for a ride. You wonder if being heavier
3: at heavyweight makes him again, get winded a little bit because this court, I mean, he trains with, uh, Cain Velasquez and you wonder he's undefeated as a heavyweight, but as you get older, do, do those takedowns and do taking down a bear like Stipe does that just wear you out a little bit? And you're like, maybe you just don't want to use the energy
1: well a well placed takedown you know and if he has proper control which he showed he could control him down there hey he'll need in a in a five round fight he'll need five five takedowns you know what i mean yeah, so that's true. a well placed takedown so he showed that he could get him down if he exerts energy on getting him down but successfully gets him down and controls him that i mean that when i saw him get him all right look he won that first round once i saw him on top and i'm like oh man I go, look at this. I go, this is something. But then when he wasn't going for it again, but he started landing, again, we talked about it earlier yeah. uh, before you got on there, Robbie, is that uh, like he he fell in love with kind of seeing his face getting marked up and whatnot,
0: Yeah, which you yeah, can see. He, and he even said that he fell in love with it, but it, it was stunning to see him go back to his corners, especially in between every round. He was asking them, am I losing? Am I losing? He was like focused on that in his mind, and I felt like he was pretty handily winning. He, you know, easily up 3 nothing. Yeah, but I guess something wasn't clicking for DC, and I don't know if that was because he was going with something he wasn't as familiar with, in, in the striking gamer, I'm not this, sure about that.
1: This is my thoughts on that. Is because uh, I talked about that with Ray Longo uh, the other day, and you know, between rounds, being a guy that's in there, sometimes you're going back and you're like, oh my, you think of you might have like he landed uh, way more. He was landing on Stepe. But he got landed on, not nearly as much, and he rolled with it. But sometimes you get landed a couple of times. Some of them land nice, you feel your lips a little... Uh, puffy your eye right. you're like all right you, that's all you're thinking about he's all right he caught me these few times how bad was that and that's might have been what he was thinking about on that stool i wonder that's that I just because his arms yeah. were down though we were talking about before Rob,
3: he, like when he's fighting he's, they were saying his, he's coming with his arms down like he didn't he didn't have the defense that you would expect him to have and it's obviously he knows how to defend himself so it was almost like a, he wasn't worried about steeper hitting him
0: yeah it was really weird and and I, I really like Daniel Cormier. If he wants to go off and retire, I completely understand. I think hell of a career, one of the greatest of all time. I would love a trilogy fight, though, for this reason, because I want to see what would happen if he didn't go in with his hands down and, and fell in right. love with the strike. I would love to see what would happen in a third fight between those two where Daniel Cormier sticks to the game plan, game plan and he wants to wrestle and he wants to do what he intended to do in this fight. Well, Stipe seemed like, didn't Stipe take him down once? And then it seemed like there was a moment where
3: Cormier got up pretty fast, if I'm remembering correctly, and they were on the cage, and it seemed like uh, Stipe was going to try to lay on him the way he did with Ngannou and make him carry his weight, but Cormier is just so much better at getting up and so much more agile on his feet that he wasn't able to do it. But for a minute, I'm like, oh, he's going to try to do what he did against Francis against Cormier.
0: Yes, and those exchanges interested me, the the grappling and the clinch and all of that kind of stuff. And I was even seeing Stipe was dropping that left hand again when he was separating from the clinch. The way the first fight ended was Daniel Gourmet called that out the night before the fight. He said it on uh, FS1 or ESPN, whatever it was, and he landed it. And Stipe was doing the same thing in this fight. So, like, there's so many unknowns still for me, an MMA fan, that I would love to see a trilogy fight between these and- two.
3: Uh, Sorry, and I I would also like to know, maybe he was asking his coaches, and again, this is getting into Cormier's head because he's a very smart fighter, was he saying, am I losing, am I losing, because he just wanted them to go, no, you're doing great, because he knew he wasn't following the game plan. Like sometimes if you're with a girl and you take your shirt off and uh, you know you put 10 pounds on, you want to go like, ah, I'm fucking fat. And she go, no, you look good. Just so you're like, okay, I'm all right. So I'm wondering yep. if he knew he wasn't following the game plan, he's going, am I losing? They, he wanted them to go, dude, you're doing great, just keep doing it. But uh-huh. they were actually asking for takedowns. They were going, yeah. please don't stand there with him.
0: They were begging him so maybe you're right that that is a that's a fantastic analogy
3: it's just a guess and again Cormier may tell me to shut up and stop thank you for him and he's probably right to do that everybody loves Cormier but I'll be honest now I would love to see Jones come up to heavyweight and fight uh Stipe I would love to Jones see Cormier
0: that that's a crazy fight as well I mean yes. that's insane that really excites me
1: what about a rematch with Francis I mean and let me tell you he did get—well, first of all, you can't say—you can't give enough props to, to Stepe. I mean, amazing, amazing job to come back and beat a guy uh, that beat you in the fashion that DC did just shows what a champion he is. But he did get touched. He got touched quite a bit. Now, what if he gets touched by Francis with some of those shots? Who? Fucking Stipe. I'm not thinking Stepe, Francis. You guys are. I don't give a. F- I love you, Jimmy. I didn't oh, mean man. I don't give a fuck. I meant uh, that just comes out because it's just. But and, that comes and you out. shouldn't give a fuck. I sh- I, it's not that I don't give a fuck, but hey, man, he's been starching people. A rematch w- is very intriguing. I mean, a rematch. I mean, who, look what Francis has been doing. Look what the fuck he did. To, uh, I said I was going to stop, Robbie. I apologize, kid. I apologize because it's very unprofessional how much I curse. He works at Barstool. He doesn't. Oh, do really- Shock him. Come ah. on. Fuck Come that on. shit, Robbie. You're I'm making o- me feel I'm at home. I'm over it. I'm over it. You're making it. me feel at home. You're right. But, uh, I mean, look what... It's one thing if Francis hasn't done anything, but look who he's put to sleep since. Kane and... Uh, yes. Junior right before that? Razor. Yeah. Razor. Fuck, Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades, oh, yeah. right, yeah. What's his nickname?
0: Razor. Curtis right? Razor Blades. All yeah. right, good. You're right. Yeah, right. I was like,
1: what, is that the right nickname? Sometimes I just call people by the nickname. Like, you look at me and call me um, Kamora Savage. I do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway,
3: Robbie. What do wait, you wait, wait. Here's the fight I would like to see. oh Francis rematch I don't need. I want to yeah. see Francis against Cormier. That's a fight I've never seen, and I would love to see what Cormier does against Francis. Does he take him down? Because Francis is very vulnerable on the ground, especially yeah. to a guy like Cormier. But, I mean, if, he, if will he be able to do that thing? I don't think he can do that thing where he's – we were talking before how he's grabbing his gloves and then throwing that fast That was fast weird, left. yeah. He was Very, like
0: hiding his strikes and hiding his, his combos in that. That was really interesting, gloves. and yeah. it was working so well for him. Very yeah.
3: smart, though, again, to, to close that distance. And, and a guy like Engano has even longer reach, uh, just as long as John Jones, I think, or maybe shy by an inch. I would rather see Stipe Jones and Cormier Ngannou, just matches I've never seen before, mm. and I don't know if any of them have any interest in doing that. But personally, that's what I would like to see.
0: I don't hate that. I mean, the uppercut that uh, Francis hit over him with worries me for my friend DC. Yeah, but I don't. I don't hate it at all. I think he might be able to uh, hit Francis with an ankle pick or something like he did to uh, what's his nuts over at the Garden. Ah, what's his nuts?
1: Uh, uh, who, uh, who like uh, who? Edison Silva. It
0: was. Uh, it was my balls are hot. Derek Lewis. He oh, the Black Beast. right.
1: right. <laughs> he, listen. DC had to deal with a lot more guys, like with that, the problems that Francis has. And fr- well, that's not true. Because Francis has been fighting guys that try to get him down, but not at the level of DC. But DC, I mean, you got to remember some of the Derrick Lewis, some of the guys he had to uh, get in and and not get taken out with these bombs. I mean, look, Anthony Rumble Johnson. I mean, come on, man. Look what he had to weather to get. Exactly. So, I mean, look what he had to do. Um, He had to weather some storms, is what I'm saying. But, hey, man, Steve versus Francis is very. I'm going back to that. Ah, it's, it's a great fight. I, by the way, here's the thing
3: with Frank. Maybe Cormier can't get I mean, I mean, Kane planned on taking him down. But, yeah. uh,
1: you know, that just it
3: didn't work out that way. You got hit a couple of times. And that was the end of the fight. Um, so you hope that wouldn't happen to Cormier. I, uh,
1: I want to talk about... Uh, we'll, go, we'll go down the other... The, um, from the, the uh, yes. main event to the um, co-main event, which is uh, Nate Diaz versus Anthony Pettis. Wow. Which I can't say enough about. What's the matter? Incredible. Two minutes? All right. We only have Robbie for two more minutes? What the fuck you got to do, Robbie?
3: Yeah, I, got, I, got, I got nothing to
0: do. You guys fuck. have me for
1: as long as you want. All right. We can talk a little bit. Yeah, it was fucking I'll Dave putting his face in want. the
3: door. Get off with these guys. When, when's Brunson calling
1: in? In right, two minutes. Fuck it. These guys. Oh, so just <laughs> oh, say shit. that. All right, hold all
3: right. on. Let me... Let me they're, they're telling us, like, he's got to go. No. Brunson is calling in. So yeah. Brunson alphas all of us. All right. So we have you for two more minutes because we have Derek calling in. <laughs> uh, the rest of the... Co- what did you think? I mean, obviously the Diaz fight... Uh, 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 Costa against Romero was one of the best
0: fights that of the year. was insane yeah. that was something out of an action movie that <laughs> was like two action figures yeah, just amazing. throwing bombs oh. that was awesome
3: there's nobody who could take a punch better I think than, than, than uh, you all Romero I mean the fact that he took those punches pi- what was that thing he was doing hanging his tongue out does he always do
0: that
1: and
3: I've never it was noticed weird. he was it? doing
0: that he was pointing he was like hey look over there then what? he was throwing a bomb is it then me
1: I, one know. time I thought he
0: was did the old looky over there and he fucking he did he, did <laughs> he like, dropped Costa fuck? with it
1: what was that? It was but let me tell you the 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 nuts it takes to stand right these he he was almost doing like a rope a dope where I'm yeah. like he's up against the cage and and just rolling with it and coming back with fury. Oh man, but you got to give Costa some I mean I mean he's a he's a that kid is a fucking beast. He's never gone that far Long in a fight before. And from what I heard, he trains like an animal. Yeah. I know they say that. But this, he has the
0: confidence of a, of a guy that trains like an yeah. animal. he got
1: the I body mean, of
0: it, too. What's that? He's got the body of a guy that trains like an animal, too. <laughs> He's that literally, literally like somebody lady.
3: drew him. He doesn't look like a real person. Yeah. He, was, he was, because you know, uh, Romero is always the guy who you look at and physically and you're like, holy Christ, how does a guy get built? Like, But then next to Costa, he looks like a fucking
1: uh, a welterweight. <laughs> no, they
3: were, they,
0: looked, well,
1: they were two fucking He-Man figures looking at him. And <laughs> they were like, uh,
0: yeah. uh, uh, is that before your time? Do you know what a He-Man figure is? Oh, I know what he meant. Okay, is, yeah, yeah. A little
1: muscular We got a new
0: Masters of the Universe cartoon coming out soon. I'm a nerd, Matt. I'm a nerd. Oh, no, dude, me and Robbie could have been hanging out ages ago. Yeah, why don't you guys just be friends? Well, Jimmy, you got to get into the cool shit. I, I don't Did like Did you ever this. see the
1: boys on on the Amazon? You ever see that new show?
0: Oh, dude, I finished it. I all right. I I'm only today. a couple
1: episodes in, but holy shit, <laughs> incredible! Rob, I'll tell you right now, I think we got a new uh, guest co-host when you guys are uh, when Jimmy's on. Uh, yeah, you know what? Comedy. I'm going to be missing a couple
3: of shows because of uh, a vacation. Uh, which Unfiltered does not give us at all. Uh, yeah, we definitely would need uh, Robbie, would be great to come in. If you ever want to come in studio, we'd love to have you in studio.
0: I would love to, boys.
1: That's what we're going to be having. All right, listen,
3: let's let him go because I know Derek's going to be We got Derek in. Brunson calling in, yeah. um, who, who really had a great, great— uh, after that first round, hey, how, I mean, how amazing was that to see? I mean, when you look at Henry Cejudo and the way he kind of— after that first round, the way he changed uh, in the second round and just adjusted, that's kind of what Brunson did in five seconds. Uh, you know immediately getting head kick leg kick head kick and then grabbing Heinish and trying to take him down was I mean what he, an amazing win he
1: fought so intelligent that uh, I can't wait to get him on here and let him know yep. how happy I am um, Robbie what are you promoting
3: man can people see you where can they see your stuff where can they see your show
0: uh, I'm on Twitter, at Robbie Barstool, R-O-B-B-I-E, Barstool, and I have a show on Mondays called My Mom's Basement. Uh, today, we are breaking down the top 10, uh, my top 10 favorite guitar players of all time with a guitar player from my band, PFT Commenter.
3: Okay, awesome, man. And uh, who's one of your favorite guitar players of all? Do you put Iommi in there?
0: Do I put who? Tony Iommi. No, not not personally. My favorite's <sighs> a lot of classic rock guys. My personal favorite, Slash. I go Slash, Jimmy Page, uh, Prince is up there for me, okay. and then I'll go... You know Ace Freely, Mick Mars, guys like that.
3: You know what the guys you love? Because Ace, I love is one of my favorite people. He's certainly yeah. not one of the best guitarists, but he would be one of my favorite. One fucking of my solo favorites. in Detroit Rock City is one of my favorite things ever. Uh, so too, yeah, good too, for you.
1: Touche, Jimmy. Because now I'm out of there. Why don't you guys just be friends? We're gonna be friends. Cause I, Cause I just can't look, talk about put music. On fucking <laughs> kiss makeup. Obviously, fucking. I can't talk about music. You don't like my vocals, but we'll let Robbie go. Are we have Derek. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Robbie! But, uh, you should see the look I'm
3: getting. I'm like, do we have Derek? He's looking at me like, yes, asshole, I just told you we're getting Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, good talking to you, man, and we'll definitely Guys, talk to you. Thank okay? you so much. pal, right, take
1: care. Take care, pal. I'm digging a new Skype thing. Yeah, I do too. I like I it a lot like better. It. I fucking like it. We can I see the guy, like, uh, we can talk
3: to him. It's like a real conversation. I, I feel like um, Captain Kirk or some shit. You, now, from now on, let's do that. Even with fighters, let's see if they can get us on a phone. Dude, you can get Skype on your phone, man. by the way. Let's do that, Matt, guys. you can get Skype on what? your phone. Yeah? And they could have the, the joy of seeing us. It's fun. It's much it's easier. fun. It's fun. Yeah. So there's you a know? rebellion here at UFC Unfiltered. The what guys is, want Skype. Who the fuck does Jimmy have to peg? To get us a goddamn Skype. Thank you, man. I, oh, by I, the way, what do you think, Matt? Because you up? were talking about Nate Diaz, and we kind of jumped off that. No, uh, man, calling I, out Jorge Masvidal. I mean, <sighs> what a fucking I mean, fight. I he's
1: going for the baddest motherfucker award, right? I think you never
3: hear Nate compliment people oh. like that. And for him to go, yeah, he's a he's a fucking gangster. That's a real, great fight. Real,
1: real, recognizes real. Let's talk about the fight he just had, though. What is oh. Anthony Pettis? Oh, here we go. Man, I'm a huge Nate Diaz fan.
3: Uh, do we have, uh, the great Derek Brunson on the phone?
2: I'm here. I, I wish I was called the great Derek Brunson, but yeah, this is Derek Brunson. Hey buddy, well you
3: should be called the, the great Derek Brunson because, you know, I, I think they use the word gatekeeper for you and I, I know no fighter wants to be that and, uh, these last two wins over Theodoro and, and Heinish, I mean, uh, I think you're telling people that you're not just there to fucking stop, uh, young and up and coming fighters.
2: I don't even know what a gatekeeper it is. Maybe I need to like refresh my uh, definitions, my fight definitions or uh, terminology. But uh, nah, I'm in, I'm live in every fight. You know, sometimes I go into fights and I make poor decisions, and that might be a reason why someone might call me a certain thing. But uh, I know my capabilities and really my skills, and I, I really believe you know well, that I can do some things.
3: And it's well, it's not an insult but when they say that. They said that about Michael yeah. Johnson. They said that about really good fighters who are hard to get through. Um, they say kind of like you're the you're the guy that someone has to get through to prove that they're real. Were you shocked at Adesanya's power? Um, because I I, I I know how fast he is and what what a good striking IQ he has. But were you surprised at at, uh, at at his power in that fight?
2: No, that was that was me again. You know, I made a mistake. I made errors in that fight. I made a lot of errors. You know, uh, I think in the previous before that I was a little too aggressive with the hands and I said to myself I said hey you're not going to make that mistake again we're not going to be real aggressive with the hands and I said we're going to be aggressive with wrestling I know he's not a better grappler than me you know I'm going to make him feel my grappling and I just shot in too many times like I went straight wrestling mode I just kept shooting 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 and eventually like on the fifth time he just threw a knee so like that was just more my stupidity you know I wouldn't say like uh any crazy power, you know, he just, I ran into a league. just just you getting know, stupid.
1: Man, enough of all that. That's the past, all that negative shit. Yeah, I know. That's the past. Oh, Let's talk about <laughs> the, the recent past. I am so happy for you, Derek. This, let, first of all, it, something is clicking now. Something is, because right before this fight, you took out uh, Elias Theodoro, who had like one of the lost, be he's a very, uh, he's like an enigma to fight, because guys have a hard time. Yeah. You, you outfought him Uh, strategically, and you talk about not being patient enough in that Israel uh, fight with uh, Stylebender, I mean, you showed the patience with Elias, and then, boom, you double down, look what you did over the weekend with Ian who was a stud. Even when it started off As bad as a fight could fucking start off by eating that that kick, where Joe Rogan instinctively yells, it's over. And then also you have a body lock, and when you had that body lock, you did not, this is what I noticed, the patience was so awesome, where you did not try to, if you would to put everything into finishing that, holy shit, man, that would be a different first round. You were so patient. (laughs) What is clicking? What is clicking lately, buddy?
2: Yeah, just just being smart, just, you know, just, just developing that as a martial artist, you know. It, you can't keep making the same mistakes and just being uh, reckless out there, you know. And like you said, I had that body lock, and I, I could have finished the shot. I could have I lifted him up, but it was just no point for that. And I just slowly, you know, I kept I kept the body lock. I slowly, like, let him back to the ground and just back into the cage, you know, got a couple body shots, and then worked, worked from there, you know, just kind of settled back down, got back into the fight, you know, let him know, hey, Ah, uh, good kick, but we still here. Were you, uh, were you stunned at all? How much did the kick hurt you?
3: Because when I saw that, I'm like, it was so smart of you to hold on. I'm like, he's just collecting himself for a second. Heinish's balance was really good. Um, you know, he, he was very, very. Uh, it seemed like a little bit difficult to take down. Were you just kind of collecting yourself in that moment after that kick?
2: No, no, the kick, the kick smacked me I like flat. So, uh, he came at me. He blitzed me with some combos with the hand. I uh, circled, got off the cage, and kind of took the center. And I went to go plant, and I guess I was looking at the film. My feet got kind of like I didn't, I didn't have proper footing. And he threw, he just threw a kick, and his foot just pretty much slapped me in the face. So that's when I I shot in, grabbed the single, and then that's when I got that body lock. But um, I wasn't hurt. The crowd was more hurting than I was hurt. They were like oh, <laughs> like going crazy, right? So I heard the whole like. Of the stadium, everybody was just roaring because you know the kick connected, and everybody thought it was like super impactful. But it was it was it was kind of like the feel of a of a jab or so.
3: And you did take on a new coach. Uh, when, when did you do that? And was that because of Dominic Cruz? He, did he convince you to do that?
2: Yeah, Cruz. Um, in the fighter meeting, about I don't know a year and a half ago, he kept asking me. He's like, "Man, because I was training at home at the time. Just um, I had some stuff going on." Uh, with my daughters, you know, that I was in the process of getting custody of them. So I had to like make sure that, you know, they was going to school and getting to school properly. So I started staying at home, like forming a training camp around myself. And he was like, man, uh, who's your wrestling coach? Who's your boxing coach? Okay, blah, blah, blah. I was telling him who my, my, my boxing coach was, who my wrestling coach was, who my strength and condition. He's like, that's all cool and all, but who the hell is your coach? And I was like, uh, I am. Like, I make sure I get it done. But these are, I was like, these guys are my coaches. He's like, well, who's your head coach? I was like, and I really didn't have an answer for it. You know, I yeah. he's like, you're your own coach, you know. And this is like two fights in a row where we talked about it and he asked me about it. And, and finally, after a while, I was like, you know what? He's right. You know, I need a head coach, you know. I got to have somebody keeping me accountable, you know, stand on top of me. I can't just split and break things down, you know. Uh, so, so that's when I traveled out to uh, Hard Knock 365 with Henry Hoof, Greg Jones, and Kenny and the rest of those guys. And it, it's been really good for me.
3: Yeah, and it's one of those things where over the last two fights, uh, I mean, it's got to be very encouraging for you to have beaten two really, really good guys uh, and and beaten them both by decision because, again, Matt talked about the patience, and they were talking about that, too. It was you just didn't panic, and that I think is the advantage of being a veteran, too. You did not panic uh, in that opening moment, and you just kind of stayed calm and wound up winning the fight.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, experience pays, and Yeah, I I didn't panic. You know, we have a lot of great sparring rounds and a lot of great training at Hard Knocks. So that first round felt like another round in, in, in the gym in training, you know, whereas when I was training at home, I wasn't getting that. Like, my hardest round felt like that first round, and I didn't get many of those, you know. So, like, at Hard Knocks, you know, every single round, every wrestling session, every scramble feels like how the first round felt so when you've done that so many times you're just like okay in my head it's like alright we've We've been here we've ran sprints several times we've been here several times so this is nothing this is nothing new you just handle the situation in front of us if, if it gets really intense calm down and just keep moving forward
3: do you have your eye on anybody is there anybody that you would like to fight and I'm sure you'll take whoever they throw in front of you but um, is, is there anybody in particular personally I'd, I'd love to see you and uh, you and Hermanson uh, but is there anybody you're looking at
2: yeah, that's a that's that's a good fight, man. I have my eye on that fight. So Hermanson is fighting Cannon here in like a month or three weeks or something like that. So they're fighting pretty soon here. So that that's a fight that I got my eyes on. Um there's there's a lot of fights, you know. Darren Shield's looking to come to one eighty five. Um Costa had a good fight. You know, there's a lot of guys, you know, there's there's endless possibilities. So I'm just gonna sit back. Watch a couple of fights, you know, watch a couple of big cards. They got a couple of big fights in my weight class. Uh, a lot of guys have, have left the weight the weight class. Weidman has left. Right. Uh, Rockhole has left. So it's a, it's a lot of opportunities, man. It's a lot, lot of young blood. So I, I love the position that I'm in right now. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, when you were fighting... Uh, I want to know. Did
1: you know what was going on when Kobe Covington came into the arena? Everybody was booing, <laughs> and it was definitely not from the fight because I was like, "Man, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm wondering if these guys are thinking they're booing them." Which it's a great. It was a really entertaining fight. So, what did you think was going on then? Or did you? It, you had to realize something's going on. Yeah, it's funny enough because I
2: kind of looked up at the jumbo uh, jumbotron and I saw Kobe. Uh, uh there and I heard him boo and I heard him say Kobe sucks. Uh, so, I think I was in between rounds when they yeah. started chanting that. So but at first I was like, what the hell is going on? Like me and this guy getting after it, you know? <laughs> but I didn't really think that they were booing us. It was just it was just definitely weird timing. I you know what I thought it was? In my head initially, I thought it was a fight in the stands. Because I yeah. heard everybody, oh. so I was like, oh shit, That's somebody a- must be fighting in the stands. And I, I just kept I was yeah. circling back to the center at that point, or something. Oh, that's hysterical, man!
3: Did you see uh, <laughs> uh, Acosta Romero?
2: I did. I watched that fight. I did watch the fight.
3: Um, incredible, right? I mean, uh, I mean, I, Romero at forty-two years old. I mean to be in that kind of condition at that age and to be able to withstand that kind of punishment at that age. I think with Cormier, you saw a little bit of 40 because he's such a great athlete, but I think sometimes you see somebody at 40, it's a little bit harder to go deeper into the, the fourth and fifth. But for Romero to take that punishment uh, and to be able to move as well as he did at that age is, is you know, it's, it's, it's I, I, there's nothing to say about it. It's just, it's incredible.
2: Yeah, of half I kind of half watched that fight because I was in between like doing interviews and like taking a shower and getting ready uh just whatever, finishing up, like, I just finished fighting, like, not too long before that. So, uh, but, but I kind of half-watched it, and, like, most of the people thought Romero won. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I said, I, I didn't, I didn't like, pay attention to every single strike or every single second, but it was a good competitive, you know, uh, fight for sure. You know, I was okay with the
3: decision. Uh, Romero definitely outlanded him in head strikes. But uh, Costa was throwing those heavy legs to the body. I mean, really, like, fucking tree trunk kicks to the body. Um, I was okay with it. It was a very, very close fight, and I probably would have been okay if Romero got it. But I thought Costa kind of squeezed it out. I I was okay with them giving it to him, but it was very close.
2: Right, right. Yeah, I mean... I kind of saw it that way too, from from what I did. From what I, you saw, it was a close fight. Well, yeah, look, it was a close fight.
3: Congratulations, Derek. I mean, we're, we, we we love watching you, and you had a couple of tough losses, then came back with two really great wins. So it's always, it's nice to see you uh, on the winning track again. And I'll be very interested to see who they match you up with uh, next. And you're right, Hermanson is fighting Canadier in a, a three weeks or so. So this kind of you guys kind of fight around the same time within a month of each other. So you could have your next fight scheduled around the same time. Oh, absolutely.
2: You know, absolutely. That's what I'm here for. You know, I'm here for the big fight. I'm looking to keep uh, elevating myself. And if people count me out, I mean, that's on them, you know. But I yeah. know what I'm bringing to the table. Uh, I'm going to find a way to go ahead and get these finishes without, you know, being a little too aggressive. You know, I think I'm just really finding that that, that, that even is, you know, and I'm going to start really finding those. Those
3: finishes hit pretty soon. Well, DC said something interesting too. Is that you get addicted to seeing a guy's face get marked up, which he was explaining why he didn't yeah. wrestle against Stipe. And were you feeling that way a little bit? Like there's just a little bit more satisfaction. <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit more satisfaction in punching somebody. So you're kind of going more for that, uh, or, or does that, that ring through with you at all?
2: Well, well, I think when I was so uh, back right before I fought Robert Whitaker, I was on a streak. I had like five first round finishes in. In a row, you know, and I think like it yeah. was. Gonna, I was tied in UFC history. I think Don Fryer, somebody, was like the only guy who had five in a row, and so six would have broke the record. So I was just, I kept gunning for it. So that gets definitely addicting. Whenever you know you get knockouts, especially in the first <laughs> round, you're like, man, I'm just gonna keep jumping on people, mauling people. I remember. Coming out of that fight, Robert Whitaker threw like a lazy jab, and I slipped it and threw a straight and just landed big on him, and I was just kept going. Got him against the cage. I had him rock pretty good, and then, you know, he was just able to recover because I was just a little too aggressive, and I kind of gassed myself there. But, yeah, definitely did it.
3: Yeah, plus it's one of those things, too, where if you're knocking a guy out in the first round, you're taking less damage. So it's not just the glory of it. It's it's actually, you know, it's safer for you to knock a guy out in the first round than to go uh, take a decision.
2: Absolutely, that's true.
3: Um, all right, buddy. Well, it's good talking to you. We were really happy for you. That was a yeah. great fight, man. You looked incredible. You fought yeah, such a smart fight. Did. So congratulations on a great win. Yeah, you never looked
1: better, Derek. You never looked better, Thanks. man. Congrats, dude. I yeah, mean, it's so honestly, bad. that was more impressive
3: than a first-round knockout. The fact that you took that and fought so smart is, to me, a, a lot more impressive than a first-round knockout. Yeah, man.
1: The last Thank two you. last Thank two you. fights, man, you, you, you had two really – dangerous guys, tough guys, and you out-fought them. You out-fought them. That's 30 minutes in the cage. A fight IQ goes up. I can't wait to see what's next for you, buddy. Yep. Yeah,
2: thank you, guys. I appreciate
1: it. All right, take care, man, and uh, congratulations. Uh, all right, see you. All right, bye, Derek. Oh, man, Derek Brunson, man. I like Yeah, him. good for him. I like him, man. He's. It's like he's really finding himself in there now. Like, he's fighting so smart and he's using his abilities the like he's not just trying to blitz a guy and get him out. Right. You know what I mean? He's he's he, and he had, to, had some adversity early, he had the weather. Let's just talk about the fights, man, before we uh Yes, and the possibilities.
3: Now everybody is saying yeah. Diaz Masvidal. And now here's why. I think that's a a terrible fight for Masvidal to take. I get the Interesting. Uh, not for, not for prestige, not because Nate is not great, but because I think Masvidal is next in line. For uh, the winner of Covington Usman, like, I th- that's my guess. Can I tell you something? Yes,
1: but I feel, <laughs> I feel he's a prize fighter. I feel uh, the belt is great, but if he's going to get some cheddar, for him a uh, Nate Diaz, Jorge Masvidal fight is it's um, huge. But the uh, the kids today they'd call that gangster. It's like, yeah, it is. There's also Leon Edwards sitting around too, who can't be overlooked. Well, I don't want to overlook him. I like Leon. Leon fought fucking masterful yes, he did. with his last fight, but. This, this has one of those fights where people will be like, whoa, 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 whoa. This, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I personally this fight, I
3: just think I mean, bad. Had,
1: these are real. Recognizes real. Yeah, that's why he's calling him out. He's bored with everybody. He doesn't want some guy that's gonna win on takedowns. And I'm not shitting on anybody. I like everybody, but he wants a fight. And man, Masvidal, that that's what he's made for. So I mean, that's a fucking great fight holy when he brought him up I go ah that's that's why everybody loves Nate it's a great fight
3: I I just think for Masvidal of course it's a great fight but when you're that close to a shot you saw what happened with Frankie uh, and he wound up getting the shot because he beat Cub Swanson but you just you never know in those moments and not that you're afraid of a guy but Nate will be there in eight months like if you want to fight Nate after you fight either uh, Covington or Usman then you can uh, fight with Nate because they may want Nate to have one more fight anyway he hasn't fought in three years he comes back he's amazing against Pettis he looks great uh, they may want him to have one more fight and then all of a sudden Masvidal wins the belt then maybe you have Nate fight for the belt if he wins more time but well, then again what about Tyron Woodley you can't fucking forget Tyron Woodley just because he listen, lost I mean he's still, is, he's still, he's still, he still
1: he still lost a decision Let's was get the was 50-45 but still
3: the fights that people want to see Woodley Covington I'd love to
1: see yeah I'd love to see that too Not listen, listen this is the thing Nate Diaz versus He wants to fight Jorge Masvidal. Holy shit. Why would you even bring up some, Why? Yes. Yes, please. I would love to I see it. I want it. I would love I it. want it yesterday. I, I want no, it tomorrow. But I'm saying- I want it ASAP.
3: I'm only saying that for Masvidal, look, of course he's a, he'll fight anybody. But you still have to think of you want to fight for the belt. Prize fighter.
0: You, a
1: prize fighter, sure. But there is a goal is oh, that shoot. you want to fight- Show for, him the cheddar, Jimmy. That's what he wants. Yeah. Can you let the guy get paid? Could you let, could you let the guy get paid? Sorry, Jimmy. I would like to see him get paid. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I, want, but I'm only I wanted saying, to attack my wife today. She didn't let me. I'll be honest with and you. And I wanted it last night. You can kid attack Bob after.
3: He'll let you. I'm I'm let you. I don't want to touch Bob. I think that Masvidal and Nate is a fight that I would, I would love to see that fight. All right. Listen to I'm me only saying
1: that. from his point of view, sometimes he, you have to I strategize is, is a little bit. All I know is when Nate mentioned him, he looked pretty happy in that yeah. audience. Yeah, He didn't look like, he looked, you know what he was laughing about? He was happy about? He was like, I'm getting paid. He knows that's a big fight. Fuck, that's a big fight. Masvidal Diaz. I didn't expect that shit. Is a huge fight. Dude, and Diaz, man, I'm just so impressed, man, because it's funny. You you After <laughs> you three good. years. No, because because when you hear Pettis talking, and I love Pettis. Yeah. Pettis, he's a great guy, a uh, great fighter, and he's got the tools where you shoot him doing all this Matrix shit and on the warm-ups and this and that. And he's doing some kicks and uh, fucking jumping around like Spider Man. And Nate comes in smoking a fucking CBD joint and fucking, you know, he warms up, he's hitting some stuff, whatever it is. Uh, he, dude, he just, he he just, after that first round, I'm like, oh shit, it's over, man. He fucking, he's, I'm not saying he broke him, but I'm saying, I don't know when he hurt his foot either. Patterson had
3: a bad ankle, they said it was, was hey, swelling. Listen.
1: I'm just saying, after that first round, once it got to that third I picked third round's mm. uh, submission, and I'm fucking, every time he kept taking his back, I'm like, ah, he's got this shit! Get yeah. all excited. He's vicious on the ground. It was an exciting he fight. vicious. It was great. Dude, it was so great. And Pettit just, reversed him twice. I thought it was great, too. Uh, he got out of the rear naked, and when that happens, you end up in your guard sometimes. Yeah. That's kind of what happened. But uh, but I don't think he got a shot off in there. No, no. I don't think he did much. he does Diaz is... It's like a marathon for him usually. That's why with that three-round fight, he's better off in a five-round. Yeah. Because the two will just get stronger. He doesn't get goes tired. Up. He doesn't get tired. He's in your face. He's making you fight every second of that fight. And when you hit him and stuff to keep him off you, when he doesn't come off you, holy shit. I've sparred guys like that, but it sucks, man.
3: But they just don't get tired. and well, They're just and in your face them, the you, whole you, time.
1: You're hitting them to keep you off, and next thing you know, they're still there. And it's like, ah. Yeah. The worst Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, man. So it's like... It's. It, I mean, it's a whole other endurance uh, play on your endurance, man. So, I can't say enough about Nate Diaz. He came in like he never left. No, he did. He really I mean?
3: was great. He was and, great. Uh,
1: and what's next for him is, hey, man, he wants Masvidal. Give him Masvidal. Make that happen. Yeah. You know, oh. fuck. And also, Dana said he's a needle mover.
3: Yeah, he is. Now he's a needle mover. Congratulations also to Sadiq Youssef uh a very very solid win against Benitez uh first round TKO. We all and, and also uh uh karma worthy, uh beat Devonte uh, Smith. We had a nice call at Devontae Smith last week. So but uh say, Worthy dropped him in the first uh he really it looked like he really he stunned him and didn't even realize how bad he hurt him uh after that first punch and he th- so a couple see, of hammer fists he, and that was it. You say
1: Worthy. There were some doubts there. So Jimmy um just you just removed my will to live, Jimmy. I'm so sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a little much, though. Yeah, no, it doesn't take much, much. Jimmy. And we had Devante, uh Smith last week on. Yeah, he here, was great. He was very, very, very confident. But you know, Karma was uh, very happy about that outcome. And hey, man, he followed. He, dude, listen. I think he took it on some like some crazy short notice too. Yeah, a so, week, a week's notice. Hey, man, good for him. By Listen, the way, Corey Sanhagen opportunity, against uh, opportunity knocked. What do you do? I'll open the door. You open that door, Jimmy. Uh, wait, let's have mentioned a couple of these. Sanhagen guys. against the Sunsao. Now that's hey, first of all, wow. I mean, he made he looked awesome. He looked Corey incredible. Sanhagen looked awesome in that fight. Javier Sunsao is no it, that's no walk in the park. No, not at all. And. Uh, I was just so I was so impressed with Corey, man. I was like, "Wow, man, look at this fucking kid." Who's his one loss? He's twelve and one. I'm, I'm gonna I'll find out. Yeah, just let's, yeah, man. Let's give him some shine, man. Because also I want to give Dracar, uh Close some shine. Yeah. Because his fight over Christos was uh was something yeah, goes, else. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he dude, and, and, Dr- and Who did Tracar Close? He has one Ayler. loss. What's that? Who did Tracar Close lose to? He has only one loss. That's I asked a, that earlier.
3: No one looked it up for you, Matt. Th- they were going to look it up, and then they got sidetracked. Uh, what could they possibly be doing that's more important than, Psst, than I'm, listening to Matt Sarra?
1: I'm trying to give them a fucking...
3: Yeah. A, uh, a he lost to uh, David Taymor. And that's okay. right. They did actually did tell you that before, too. We both forgot. They said that to me? Yes, they did.
1: Eh, well, listen. Yes, Let's, agree. Did. Let's agree to disagree.
3: All right. Because I didn't hear it. All right. Well, listen. <laughs> it was a great card. I mean...
1: All those Dracal decisions were called close, man. That was a fucking sick fight, though, yeah. dude. And, and uh, I mean, I can't want to see what's next for him, dude. That guy always comes to that. That guy's a dog, man. He always comes to fight. He's a gritty mother jumper, that guy. Yeah. Cleaned up my line. You can say right fucker. No, well, relax now. Calm down. Don't celebrate the fact that we could curse you. No, but you can it, Mother jumper sounds gym, creepy. It's, it's <laughs> awful.
3: Mother fucker sounds better? Yeah, mother jumper's weird. Jumper mother? It's better. It's creepy. Mother jumper. Where they, so it's just like when they put Scarface on Channel Five in the afternoon during a rain delay. Your mother jumpers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're all a bunch of, of foolish fakers. Yeah.
1: What? Right. I hate ruins the movie. It ruins you can't the watch, movie. You can't, watch, you can't watch Goodfellas on Channel fucking Five. No. <laughs> yeah. You can't watch it at all. But, uh, so listen. So props that your car closed. Yes. I, I always enjoy watching him fight. And uh, Casey Kenny. He beat Manny Bermudez, and I'll tell you, that was fun as hell because he was noticeably smaller. He was a smaller dude than Manny, and Manny's really good in jiu-jitsu, there was, and he got him in some bad positions where Casey got out, reversed it, did, did his thing standing up. Fun. Good for Casey, man. He was 14-0. and 0. Uh, Bermudez was 14-0. and 14-1.
3: No, no. That's his first loss.
1: Was it? Yeah.
3: Is that what you guys put on there? No, I'm looking at it. Oh. That's his first loss.
1: Well... Hey, man. Good for Casey, dude. This is oh, a good Jimmy, one. Thank you very much. Did we miss
3: anybody? No, we did not. And uh, thank you to Derek Brunson and, of course, Robbie Fox from Barstool, who I really enjoyed.
1: Oh, Jimmy, I need a club soda. I feel, like, nauseous. We'll get you one
0: on the way I out. I could have said
3: that. I could really could have said that off air. And probably should have, but that's okay. Now everybody knows Matt feels nauseous. It's all right. We want you to feel good. All right, Why am I Jimmy. doing this in my papers? What a fucking asshole hack I am. I'm doing this like I'm an ESPN guy. All right, time to wrap up the show. Shut up, Jim. Jimmy, I
1: enjoyed the Skype today. I did
3: too. But the fact that I'm doing that with my papers, like I'm a real newsman. You should be fired. Do you want to um, do you want to um, do any plugs? December 5, 6, 7, I'm going to be in Buffalo. I have, um, it looks like Toronto, one night at the end of the month, I think the 28th. I have Denver coming up. If you want to see me live, go to Denver, um, New Brunswick at the Stress Factory, and I have Philadelphia at Helium Comedy Club. So go to jimnorton.com. My tour, um, I'm really, really happy with this set, so I hope to see you there. Matt? All
1: right, Jimmy. I got nothing to say, Jimmy. I just okay. had a good time with you, dude. Me you too, know? pal. When I'm not here, it's, I'm at SarahBJJ in Long Island. All right. You know, SarahBJJ.com. I got to fix my website. Why? And I got to get my online store. Again, things that are not useful for the audience. But funny. they probably want to know where your Kimura lad is, shirts they are. They do ask me all the time. Yes, where's your Kimura shirts? And I, and I say shirts. the same thing I said a year ago. I'm working on it. All right. Jimmy, I'm I'm not in a rush. Matt will have
3: his Kimura lad shirts soon.
1: Well, Kimura bu-
3: Bucko. Kim- <laughs> First of all, I was going to say Sakuraba, I said Bucko. bucko. Goodbye, Goodbye, everybody. everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.